This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, Drive the Lane Podcast. We know it's the football offseason, but we had to do a special episode for you. Hint, hint, wink, wink, because we have a couple of Ohio State specialists join this show. Former Buckeye and national champion kicker, Sean Nurnberger, and current punter. You may remember him from his greatest hits, such as proposing during the spring game, flipping water bottles, and completing one of the most important passes of the season against Wisconsin, Drew Crispin. They are both on the show. Two awesome interviews with them. And, of course, our sponsor, High Street Tees, has created an awesome shirt for us, for you to buy. Head on over to highstreettees.com slash DTL and use our promo code DTL15. That's going to get you 15% off your entire order, not just on our shirts. The entire order, they have awesome gear. They got threes gear, Mama's Bass and Brew, Buckeye Donuts, twos, threes, fours, fives, eights. They got it all. And, of course, we would love for you to buy the Drive the Lane shirts because that's what would warm our hearts the most. And Valentine's Day is coming up. So if you have a loved one who loves us, get them a Drive the Lane shirt. Highstreettees.com slash DTL. Promo code DTL15. Buckle up. Let's drive the lane with some specialists. Okay. As Andrew said in the in, in the intro, we are back. Not only are we back, we have some awesome interviews with a couple of specialists. And before we get into that, we talked about our T-shirts. You know what our next T-shirt is going to be? It's going to be all right <laughs> because that's how we start every single episode by accident. We don't even talk about that. But <laughs> we both do it. All oh, right. I, that's why I specifically said okay this time. But anyway, please buy our shirts. We would it would be so great. And like Andrew said, if you get you got a loved one. What says I love you more than a drive the lane t-shirt? Even if they don't listen to drive the lane. What what's that? nothing nothing says that. But in honor of um this episode where we're interviewing specialists, we're going to talk about uh and also me being a walk on, we're going to talk about some of the uh more underappreciated roles in life but specifically in sports. And I'd like to kick it off um with first and foremost the most um Unforgive, I don't unforgiving, unforgiveful, whatever. The, what's the word I'm looking for? Easily Easy. forgotten person. No, but that's say it, and then I'll come up. Thankless, with the word. thankless, God. thankless job. Thank the f- most thankless job in sports is an offensive lineman. One hundred percent. It is. I don't know because if it's number one. It is number one. You want to know why? Because when everything's going good, do you ever hear them being like? Th- th- a few times you'll hear, "Man, that guy is doing a great job blocking." But if something goes wrong, it's like, wow, the offensive line stinks. Let they me tell stink, you why, fire them all. Let me tell you why I disagree with you. Because I'm a Browns fan, and for 10 years, <laughs> Joe Thomas was announced last during starting lineups. <laughs> Joe Thomas was the face of the team. So it's hard for me to agree that he had a thankless job because he was the best player said, on the team for 10 years. That's why I said there are, there, are, there are exceptions. exceptions. But you flip it, you flip the script, defensive ends – are the most thankful job because yeah. when do you ever say like they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback like you don't True. you don't really ever say that but then if they sack someone suddenly they're the most you know they're the greatest players to ever play the game so that's where that's where I'd like to start this off I got a good one because me and my dad talk about that all the time. I got a good one too 
football players and football coaches win games. Basketball players, basketball coaches. <laughs> I think an underappreciated aspect of college sports is the athletic director and their staff. Everything that goes into wow. creating a schedule. Oh, my gosh. Like, think about this. There's Ohio State games that are already scheduled for 2029. Oh, yeah. No, I would like to give a shout-out to David Egelhoff, who does all that for Ohio State basketball. Yeah, I mean, the schedule makers, all those people who are the re- – like, you may think, oh, why wouldn't, why wouldn't Ohio State and Oklahoma play? No, there's some work that goes into making sure that that happens to start the season, and that is a thankless job. No one's like, wow, shout-out Gene Smith for making that home-and-home home happen. You just – you don't hear right. that. No, you're you're spot on. I think it's not fair. I think Gene Smith would say the same thing. He'd say, "Yeah, I get a lot of the credit, but it's not. It's because I have a team of you know 25 people helping me out with everything I do, and they don't get enough love." I that the same thing can be said for uh, managers. I mean, managers for for football, they do a lot. They are they are the refs, and they are. Um, well, they're the guys that are wearing the ref shirts. I don't know if they're doing much roughing, but you know they're in charge of getting the balls and getting everything set up. Just like in basketball, it's the same thing. Um, these guys are there at the gym just as long as we are, um, and they um, do such a great job that we've even talked about um, behind the scenes having a manager episode because they need more love. Um, we like to do these. Uh, we like to do these episodes. <laughs> we got a specials episode. We've had walk-on episodes. You know. It's just we're different here. Yeah, the we're just different. We're so built I th- different. I think beyond walk-ons, because that it's not overplayed, because it is the truth that it is a thankless job. Managers, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Jay Bill t- uh, tweets about it all the time. They are the hardest working people in college basketball, and it's not even close. They like you know, coaches work insanely hard, but they get paid very handsomely. Managers get diddly squat. So jo- Joey, I'm gonna give a little uh, shout out to you. Uh-huh. Uh, scout team can sometimes be underappreciated because not only do you need to know your own team's plays in case you're put in in practice, <laughs> you have to learn the other team's plays to perfection. Now you're talking my language. So I think scout team is underappreciated. I uh, I remember just a story about that. I remember, holy moly, going into a game. There, I'll give a two-part story to this. There was one time where I went to a game. Um, we would never call plays. Um, we would never call plays. Uh when I, when I was in at the end of the game because it was probably only a couple minutes and we would just run our motion offense and we would get shots up that way and yada, yada, yada. But um, <laughs> we there was one game where I had worked out very, very, very hard with the other walk-ons um, before the game because we did that on occasion to stay in shape because we weren't getting you know the playing time with everyone else. And I ended up playing seven minutes in that game after doing one of the hardest conditioning workouts I've ever done. And we get, and I didn't score, which I, I usually scored when I got in there. And um, when I got into the locker room, our strength coach was making fun of me for not scoring. And in front of the whole team, I was like, I was like, cute. If I didn't have to do 90 sets of Versa Climber this afternoon, I would have been fine. So talk about a thankless job. People probably got on, my, got on me about not scoring that game. Well, I did a full, full work off-season conditioning workout and then played eight minutes in a college basketball game. I mean, that's... Not supposed to happen in the same day. I think at other schools, this could be underappreciated, but definitely not at Mizzou. At, almost said Mizzou. <laughs> definitely not at Ohio State Shout is the Mizzou. wide receiver coach position because Brian Hartline is the best in the business, and he is appreciated by everyone. But I think at other schools, they may not realize how important position coaches really could be. You may hear something stupid like, oh, the – 
the new head coach is bringing the Auburn linebackers coach to now be the defensive assistant, and you're like, oh, whatever, that doesn't mean anything. But those assistant coaches in both sports, but really in football when there's like 50 of them. Oh, yeah, and they're all super, great recruiters. Are, yeah, super-duper important. Yeah, no, 100%. I think at Ohio State, obviously, those are the elite of the elite, and they could be special t- or, uh, um, offensive or defensive coordinators anywhere. Um, and then they cho- they choose to be a part of something bigger than that and go to Ohio State. I mean, like that's a you know a big deal. I think that assistant coaches in general, um, whether it's a position coach or just an assistant, they just I mean it's ridiculous how much time and effort they put in as a college coach um, in terms of recruiting, cutting up film, uh, diagramming plays, figuring out the offensive defensive game plan. Like that is all um, done by by the coaches and uh, and the head coach is basically at least for basketball the head coach is the czar of it all they they make sure they're the godfather they make sure that everything is going the way they want it to go but they might not have their fingerprints all over it that's all the assistant coaches so often yeah. often underappreciated in the podcast world is definitely the producers and the interns the producers and the interns so intern jack uh no no no, while he's no longer yeah, he's s- not serving wi- for us, yeah. <laughs> he was he was we very much appreciate it. Was a great him. run, Jack, and the producer does Who's, a great job for this show. Yeah, he's he. We should probably get him on the mic. You'd think he'd be better than Andrew, but yeah, yeah. he's he's <laughs> great behind the scenes with producing and adding in like fun little things like the Mister Owl. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop before a John Debor three episode? That was pretty smart. Whoever came up with that, and then. Of course. <laughs> a a uh, three. Another underappreciated position is the refs. No. They work so stop. hard. No, I will say, talk about a thankless job. You never hear oh. the officials are doing awesome tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except Dockage. I feel like Dockage will definitely give a classic. I w- you know who's actually done a great job tonight is these officials. Yeah, but that's sarcastic. And I no, think- he, he would be the guy to be like, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the officials have actually done a great job. Well, the truth of the matter is there are plenty of times where um, the officials, like, they make, a good, they make a, the right call and it's being reviewed, and that's when the analysts might say, you know, this has been a great crew. Are we? <laughs> the classic at beginning of games is we got a veteran crew tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Expect a well called game. We have a veteran crew tonight. It's, we shouldn't bash refs. I like refs. We need to have a ref on. I don't. We do need to have a ref on. That's great. But uh-huh. I, I don't dislike. I don't dislike refs because my relationship with refs was very positive. Because they, I mean, I was never coming at them for anything, um, and they just. They probably respected my, the position I was in and stuff. Um, but some of the, the funniest thing was seeing certain refs. Like, for example, Jay Sean Tate. He, there, there were refs that were just out to get him. I mean, it was just no, the simplest way to put it is they were just out to get him. Kata has that right now. Does he? A little bit. Maybe not out to get him, but like you said the other day, he's horribly officiated. Well, but that's different. Oh, from Caleb. Not, Caleb, not Kata. I thought you said Kata. Oh, I meant, I meant to say Kata. Yeah, yeah. Freudian yeah. slip with some. Uh, Ohio State, great. Start with K. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I think threw you off guard. Sorry. I don't th- yeah, it's okay. Caleb does – that's not – they're out to get Caleb. They just – there's not very many people like Caleb, and I don't know. He still gets so poorly officiated. It hurts. But um, I think refs are out to get Russell Westbrook. That's a good one. 
You think so? That's a good one, yeah. I think they're quick to – and, like, like Draymond and those guys, even though they have, like, a big leash, they still are quick to get teed up. Yeah, I think the the perfect example is JT because there were certain refs where Jay Sean Tate would – I mean, they were just out to get him. I don't know how else to put it. But, anyway, I think we need to move on to a topic that I texted Andrew about, and all he has to do is tell me to stop, and I'll stop. Um, But – no, I want to debate I, you on this, so go ahead. I think, and this is stealing something straight from Barstool, um, I think that I, Joey Lane, there's not a single person on the planet that could um, that could beat me in every single sport. Interpret that the way you want to. There's no way. That's not what you said earlier. That is what I said. Earlier you said there's not one person who would be the best at everything. That's not the way I meant for it to be interpreted. Well, I think Michael Jordan would beat you at every sport. No chance. You think he's a faster swimmer than me? Yes. I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't think he'd beat me at every single sport. You think he can kick a field goal better than I can? Well that's not a sport. Why not? That's a one athletic feat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I Michael Jordan is the only person that I can think of that has a chance. But that's like saying you could throw a football further than a kicker, but you're not a better football no, player than but a kicker. Yeah, no, that's not the – but that's not but the – Saying that Michael Jordan could kick a – Well, football is a weird sport because there's so many things that go into football. But, like, basketball, obviously he's beating me at basketball. He's probably beating Maybe. me at golf too. He's probably beating me in – you know, you think he's better than me at tennis? Like, you think he plays a lot of tennis? I don't know. Ping pong? I think you're underestimating. No, I these just athletes. Say, I'm not underestimating them because I understand. But I'm just saying, like, hey man, for whatever it's worth. I'm trying to think of like, like, LeBron's probably beating you in a race, oh. in swimming. LeBron's probably beating you in a swimming race. Yeah. LeBron might know how to play tennis. He's not better than me at golf. No chance. Okay. Have you ever seen him golf? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, you've now named Michael Jordan and. But you know that there's like, like Steph Curry is a guy that Steph Curry and LeBron are the two guys that I think of just because my go-to after basketball as an athlete is probably golf, just in terms of sports that I like. I mean, that Steph, not a lot of people Steph are. would beat you in every sport. You don't know that though. You think he's better than me than ping pong? Well, we really never we'll never know any of this. So that's well, not like ping pong's not a sport. That's like a little table tennis is activity. an Olympic sport. What are you talking about? I think Steph Curry would beat you in ping pong, and I think there's plenty of athletes that would beat you in every single every single sport. Plenty. Plenty. Uh, like, baseball players that, like, are very well coordinated with their, like, baseball eye contact that also played, like, basketball, too. I think they could beat you one-on-one in every sport. I don't I don't think so. I who, don't are think some, so. who are some baseball players that played basketball, too? <laughs> so... Random? I don't know. Like, I think Ezekiel, like, Ezekiel Elliott would probably beat you in every sport. No, he wouldn't. Are you, no way he can golf better than me. He might no way he can beat to. me in ping pong. It's no so chance. stupid. This it's is not so stupid. stupid. There are it so many sports. There's no way he can beat me at every single one of them. Like no darts? Maybe yeah, not. But exactly. Like, who exactly. cares? No, it, it's not a who cares. We're discussing this now. I think it's stupid. It, it it's not it's not not stupid. Well then, well then, I think there's no one that can beat anyone. Then if, I don't know. if you're saying that, Nancy Lane, 
my mom. She might beat you in one of your random fake sports no, that you're coming up with right no, now. No, but I'm like si- maybe box hockey. Your mom would beat you at box hockey's not. That's a sport. A, it's an Olympic sport. <laughs> you're just making that up. You are literally making your like table I, tennis was made up. Ping pong, ping pong, I don't think would fall into the category of sports. No, all right, this is Steph right. Curry would well, be eligible. Let's get into our interviews. You. It's ridiculous that you don't think table tennis is a sport. It's in the Olympics, dude. I don't. I don't. What's I the difference between table tennis and golf? Yeah, I mean, box hockey's made up. Table tennis is yeah. real. Okay, but I still think there's an athlete. There are athletes out there because we've named four. So I still think of the 800 million still left that could beat you in every sport. 800 million? Yeah, all time. Oh my god. No, I'm just. You think Zach Levine can beat me in baseball? I got one. Steve Nash beats you in every sport. That's good because, but he, does he golf? We don't know. Steve Nash beats you in every sport. Definitely beats me in soccer and basketball and. Every sport. He's but probably good at tennis, probably good but at does ping he, pong. But does he golf? I don't know. Let me Google, that matters. Let me Google Steve Nash golf. Golf is a big one. Tony Romo beats you in every sport. Tony Romo, that's a good one. Tony Romo beats you in every sport. I don't know, though. I just <laughs> don't know. Tony Romo beats you in every sport, for sure. No, but you don't know. He might not be a great swimmer. There are are he might you be, a good swimmer? I'm not a bad swimmer. You're... I don't think you're a good swimmer. You've never swam. I, I don't think that's Sorry, like. We've never when's swam the last together. time you like swam laps? I don't know. Ever? When's the last time Tony Romo swam laps? I don't know. He. I. I am. If. If I knew neither of your swimming backgrounds. Tony would, Romo went to Eastern Illinois. If I. I went to Ohio State. If I knew neither of your swimming backgrounds, I would put money on Tony Romo. Hey, that's your mistake. You'd win more money. Definitely I'd be plus in the odds. Definitely would put... You would have to bet 25 to win 20. For me, you could bet 25 to win 30. Tony Romo would, would beat you in every sport. No. I don't know if Steve Nash is good at golf. Have not checked on that. <laughs> Can you guys hear My Andrew's mom's cracking up. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who else. I'm trying to think of other athletes. Okay, that's enough. We're who are other athletes that like golf? The Bulls game is five minutes. Well, I think Michael Jordan is the easiest one because Michael Jordan is a better golfer than you, and that seems to be your, like, go-to. Besides basketball. That seems to be your – and I think Tiger Woods maybe could beat you in basketball. Stop it. Maybe. What are you talking about? Maybe. No chance. In a three-point shooting competition, Tiger Woods is beating me? In the – who won the three-point shooting Olympic competition last year? (laughs) Who won the three-point shooting Olympic competition last year? I don't think that's an Olympic sport. It's not. So Tiger Woods is beating me one-on-one. You're crazy. I think maybe. We have no clue how oh good of a God, basketball player insane. he is. No chance. I think on the insane spectrum, you are way higher in this discussion than I Big am. Big Cat said he could do this. Okay, but he was, like, joking with Jay Cutler. He's not joking. He was joking with Jay he Cutler. Is he is not joking. He said, he said, Jay, we're going to swim laps next time we're together so that I can prove this. And he said, okay. He was not joking. Saying let's swim laps next time doesn't. Prove to, to race. that you would be a faster swimmer than Michael Jordan because no. Big Cat told uh, Jay Cutler. Hey, man, whatever. All right. Uh, Drew Chrisman, interview is coming up. Sean, so is Sean's Sean Nurnberger. And if you uh, ever watched these guys play in college, you probably watched them at threes above high. <laughs> uh, threes above high is the official sponsor of the upcoming Olympics featuring table tennis three-point shooting and box hockey and putting and <laughs> box hockey so coming up joey is gonna win the gold medal in the joey olympics which is just random aspects you don't think i could beat random Tony Romo as- in pool random aspects of various sports in pool 
That's a sport. Maybe it's not an Olympic sport. But you have no reason to think that you would beat Tony Romo in the pool. Why don't I? I'm just saying there's there's no way he can beat me in every single sport. Okay, well, we will, ske- we will find an athlete, and you will do a heptathlon with them, and you will you, see. Wait, wait, wait. You don't think I'm faster than Tony Romo? I'm I don't definitely know, faster I don't know if you're Tony faster Romo. than Tony Romo. Well, that's fine. I, I can get my 40 time from my college coach, and we'll see what Tony Romo I think there might be, like, I, I think there might be, like, a random college basketball player that's, like, a walk-on at, at San Diego State that might be able to beat you in every My sport. friend Patrick was a walk-on at San Diego State. Should we ask him? Well, I like, there's probably, there's probably a random walk-on it's at fine. a random college. They probably think the same way as I do right now. It's good. There's probably a, there's probably a random athlete at a random college that we've never heard of ever, or maybe not. When there's only there's only a couple athletes in the world. Anyway, let's get to our interview. Do you think there's anyone that you could beat in every single sport? Yeah, one hundred percent. Think about in high but school. But you don't think there's anyone that could beat you in every single no, sport? No, because I'm not bragging. I am a very very good athlete. I, I think you are. <laughs> so you think there's a better chance? Wait, Dylan DiMatteo, he'll tell you. I can beat him in every single thing. Okay. Not darts. He beat me in darts, so never mind. Right. I, I, think, I think it's ridiculous. That's think- proving my point, though. That's proving my point just now. No one can beat someone in everything. Especially well, if you go on making up fake stuff. No, they're not Until fake. you find something that it's you beat fake. the person in. Like, you can like even a three-point shootout against Tiger Woods. You could even go to like a, 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 an old person's home and play shuffleboard. They'll probably beat you, but they're not beating you in anything else. That's dumb. That's not dumb. That's dumb. No. That's you're dumb. Just, you're just a hater because you can't say the same thing. I, I think I could... E- Equally say that I would beat someone in a, in a random sport. I, I think I could beat beat Tony Romo in shuffleboard. Okay. Yeah. I agree because that's my point. Yeah. I agree with you. I could beat Nadamakin Sue in disc golf when yeah. when You're right. when every you other every other throw you have to you catch a rabbit and put it in a cage. I think I could beat him. In no, rabbit because disc you're golf. Not, you're not catching the I rabbit. Beat, I think you're I could, not catching the rabbit I better think than I, him. I could think I would beat Nadamakin Sue in disc golf rabbit catch. Okay, before we get to our interviews, um, <laughs> and before this gets any more off the rails, um, we have a, a new sponsor. Um, we have we have our slogan of this podcast is is buckle up, drive the lane. Everyone knows that. But we have a sub slogan now. And that's courtesy of the boys over at White B-Ball Pains. Um, they have uh, an outstanding uh, Twitter following. Um, and they also have, have now joined Instagram, at White, B- White B-Ball Pains. Um, they, I took over their Twitter or their Instagram for a game against Virginia my sophomore year, and we've stayed in close contact. And now they have a bunch of apparel. So they've Wait, did you not travel to that game? No, I did. But when you just did like Snapchat. a... During shoot-around oh. and... I lost anyway, 80 bucks back, on that let game. Get back to my, let me get back to my ad read. Um, so, with this new sub-slogan, it is, I'll dunk when it's worth three points. And that is the new sub-slogan of the Drive the Lane podcast. I we like l- it. We love the, b- the boys at White B-Ball Pains. Me and Andrew shoot a lot of threes when we play, and we don't dunk. So, it makes a lot of sense for them to sponsor us. Uh, we'll be showing you guys uh, pictures of the, of the great apparel that you can get if you're a specific sports fan. And if you don't love what they have, then you head over to High Street Tees and you get something that you like there. 
So it's pretty simple. Um, so without further ado, uh, I think it's time that we throw it to the interview. And it, please tweet us about this t- about this argument. Because I think I have some validation. Anyway, here's Sean Nuremberger followed by Drew Chrisman. <laughs> Buckle up and drive the lane <laughs> and play every sport. Box hockey. All right, we now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, national champion and former Ohio State kicker, Sean Nurnberger. Sean, how we doing, my man? What's up? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. So what are you up to these days? Educate the listeners. That's a, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. (laughs) That's a, uh, that's a great question. No, I'm down in, uh, moved down to Cincinnati in the summer and I, just started my second semester um, of law school at UC Law. Everything's going well. Trying to secure a job right now for the summer is kind of what's on the plate right now. And, and yeah, still kicking a little bit. So just trying to figure out kind of what comes next. Yeah, that was uh, definitely my follow-up question. I, kn- I know that you still kick on occasion. Is, that, is the dream right. of the NFL still very alive for you? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, I kind of, you know, and, and everyone that asks, I always tell them I'm equally excited about a career in the legal field as I am, you know, playing the NFL. They're kind of, you know, equal to me. I don't really have a, one main option and a backup. So I'm kind of pursuing both. Took a little time off kicking uh, to rest the legs up and now getting back into it. You know, I'm kind of debating whether I'm going to try to do pro day again. Uh still in contact with my agent and everything so we'll uh you know kind of see how we how we get back into it if i'm killing it and feeling good you know why not give it another shot you know while i'm still young i guess i'm getting old now but while i'm still relatively young um do you want us to make you uh you want us to make you a highlight tape yeah hey actually that that might help (laughs) that might be what pushes me over the edge that might be what i need to separate myself so yeah i mean if you guys got time for that i'm down yeah, that's uh, that's Andrew's expertise. I will tweet it out, but I but I yeah. don't I don't make I can't make the highlight. Not tech savvy like right, that. Right, perfect. <laughs> so that's funny. Obviously, you said you still do a little bit of kicking when you're not in school. Have you missed an extra point yeah. yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I still haven't missed one. Uh, I try to stay away from kicking them because I don't want to miss one in practice, and that gets in my head, you know. So I've kind of got the the routine down on those. For, uh, for those of you yeah, who no, don't know. For those of you who don't know, Sean is 216 for 216 <laughs> career extra points. That's 100%, That's right. which is 28% higher than his 36 for 50 career field goal percentage. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. Field, field, or PATs are a bit easier. Yeah. When, Sean, did you know that you had never missed uh, um, a point after before you broke the record? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things I never really thought about, you know, and then I think I got to like 100, maybe my like sophomore, junior year, and that was to break Drew Basil's Ohio State record. And when I broke that, I was like, oh, it's, you know, actually pretty cool. And then I kind of started like paying attention because we got really close. uh, I think right before the Nebraska game, like 2017, we were going there. And somebody was like, hey, you need like three, four more PATs to break the Big Ten record. And I was like, oh, man, you why should not you have told me that. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm like, why would you tell me that? I don't know who did, but I'm like, this is not a good idea. 
So we went out there, and of course we start the game, and it's like the windiest game we've had. I mean, maybe ever since I've been there. Of course. And I remember Blake Hobby will try to kick off. The ball flew off the tee one time, and the ball went straight in the air to like the 50-yard line. And I was like, of course it's this game, you know, <laughs> that we're kicking that I got to kick these PPs. Please don't score a touchdown. <laughs> so I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, let's just kick one or two, get out of here. We'll, we'll get it the next week, you know, don't even worry about it. Uh, but, yeah, so we made it through, and it was, I mean, nerve-wracking. And then I really didn't think about it until I kicked the one to tie it, I guess. And then somebody – I don't remember if it was Liam or somebody that brought it up and was like, oh, this next one, this is it, this is it. I'm like, God, you got to quit telling me this stuff, <laughs> you know. I'm really trying to forget about it. Um, but we got away with it, somehow that, made it through, and somehow got it, and then made quite a few after that. That's so. awesome, man. Um, you mentioned Blake and Liam. I know you were super, super tuned into the team this year. What What is um, the weirdest part about being a quote-unquote fan now? It's just weird, you know, I think one year removed because almost everyone on the team or guys at least, you know, contributing and playing a lot, you know, you spent all those years with, uh, especially like, you know, Liam, uh, Drew, Blake, those guys. Um, and even too the, at the other positions, because you saw these guys like superstars now, like Chase Young and, and all those guys. And they were just, I remember them coming in, you know, being younger and just the way they've kind of grown up and taken over now. And they're like, you know, the old guys of the program now. It's just so weird almost to see, you know, when I saw them coming in just kind of as little kids. Although Chase really was never a little kid. He looked like <laughs> he was 30 from like after his 15th birthday, you know. But uh, but the rest of those guys, you know, and, and it's kind of cool to see those guys kind of grow up and take over, you know, the program. I think the main difference between you and me, because obviously we're we're in the same boat, both looking on right. um, after we're done, is you're a national champion. So even if they win a national championship, you're not like, ah, oh, man, I should have stayed one more year. Or I wish I, I wish I was there one more year. For me, when they I started, was thinking that too. If they if they <laughs> win that this year, it'd be really exciting. But I'm like, come on, not the year I leave. But you it know, does, the year <laughs> I get out of there, they win one. I would have been sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, really happy, you and your but... 15 rings. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 How many do you? Exactly. It's it's more than eight, isn't it? How many rings do I have? Yeah. Ooh, good question. I I think I only have five. I oh, think. Really? Because then, we got five three, gold my, pants. Yeah, five gold pants. We freshman twenty fourteen we got three. You know, we got the inaugural playoff one. Uh a ring for the championship in Sugar Bowl and then a ring for the Big Ten and beating team up north. I think that was on one ring. Um Jeez. The next year, we won the Fiesta Bowl in 2015, and we didn't get a ring because, you know, Coach Meyer's yeah, standard was <laughs> national championship or, you know, bowl game, waste of time, I guess, you know. So <laughs> didn't get a ring there. Um, 2016, lost the playoff. 27, we did get a Cotton Bowl ring. I'm pretty yeah, – yeah, just give out rings. Ring in 2017. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Except right. for not – And then in 2018 – 2018, the Rose Bowl ring. So, yeah, five. Man. So, and then five gold pants. That's a lot of rings. Right, right, right. Did you? I agree. So, we've obviously talked about all your kicks. Did you feel a lot (laughs) of pressure being a kicker, more specifically for Ohio State than just being a kicker in general? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough kicking at a place like Ohio State. You know, I mean, especially when the standard is 
to win every single game, you know, and, and even the pressure that's on like, you know, a quarterback, they expect you to make every throw, you know, and a receiver make every catch. So it's kind of just the standard of playing any position at Ohio state is just to be as close to perfect as possible, you know? So any sort of miss or anything is kind of, you know, just, uh, you know, not good at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of get used to it after a while. I, I remember my freshman year, uh, my first home game against Virginia tech. I mean, I'd never been so nervous in my life. I couldn't feel my lower body at all, you know, going out there to kick, which showed cause I shanked off two kicks or I hit the upright on one of them. Yeah, you you lost. Know, and then we ended up losing the game. Yeah. A little off the game, but You're not like, a good oh, time. Shit. I remember. Yeah. And I, I was like 18 at the time, you know, or just turned 18. I'm like, this is not for me. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, do you get uh do you get anxious when you see other kickers going up to kick in big situations or are you like haha I don't have to deal with that anymore in college? Not really. I think the only like this year watching the games when Blake would go up to kick, I get real nerd just cuz I love Blake, you know, and I want him to do so well. So it's like I almost feel like I'm out there kicking when he's out there. I'm like, "Come on, you got to make this. You're going to make this." So that but other than that, no, not really. So, you know, we kind of talk about this with with basketball, and I know you you play a little basketball too, but we talk about this like, you know, modeling your shot or your game after someone. Is there that same mindset with kickers? Like, do you watch other kickers? Do you try to kick like certain kickers? Yeah, I mean, kicking is a real weird thing. You know, everyone has different coaches, and everyone kind of has a different style. Uh, but I grew up kind of my kicking coach in high school, and, and Drew and I had the same coach. He uh, was a huge David Akers fan. A uh, huge Eagles fan, so I always used to watch his film and try to like emulate what he was doing. And my coach would always send me his film, but it was weird because he was a lefty. So I was always trying to like do this stuff backwards and do all this stuff backwards. But you know, nowadays I really, you know, probably my favorite NFL kicker has to be Justin Tucker. I mean, he just kind of the swag that he brings to the position, you know, and you can kind of tell when a kicker goes out there and tries not to miss, you know, when he's kicking. And then there's other kickers that go out there to kill the ball every single time. And that's kind of, you know, the mentality that Justin Tucker seems to have. He's going out there to crush it every single time and it works. You know, the guy almost never misses. So yeah, I I think just the the kind of swag he brings to it. I just think it's funny how many similarities there are with kicking and, and shooting Um, just in terms of you're talking about, I mean, Zolden or Andrew, he he referenced it before. Like you were you were a basketball player as well. Um, you're not just right. just like kickers are people too. They're also athletes. Um, and right, me right, and Sean right. have played uh, played pickup a couple times together. Um, do you? Hey, I can I can work it a little bit. <laughs> absolutely. the The team of me, Blake, um, Drew, Liam, and Sean uh, probably lost. Might never lose yeah, at the R. Yeah, might not ever <laughs> lose. Um, and, and and what brings me to my my next question is, we've bonded over the, um, you know, the idea of specialists and walk-ons being cut from similar cloths. Um, you want to elaborate right. on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, and and, and it kind of depends on the team too, and really on the culture of the team. But you know, you kind of hear, you know, specialists at a lot of schools are kind of like you know, the, the outcasts, I guess. And it's the same thing for like, if you think traditionally of walk-ons, you know, kind of in any 
on any team or any sport, but it really, you know, at a place like Ohio State, and I, you know, I can't really attest to basketball, but I'm sure it's the same way. I mean, it seems like, you know, every, whether you're walk-on, whether you're a specialist, everyone gets treated for the most part the same, you know, like everyone's out there and, and everyone acknowledges that whether you're, you know, the starting quarterback or whether you're the holder or the snapper or, you know, a guy playing scout team giving us a look, you know, without every single person doing their job, you know, the stuff doesn't work. You know, the team's Absolutely. not going to be prepared for the game that week, you know, and, and just, you know, imagine shanking off an eight yard punt and then they get, you know, to start on their 40, 35 yard line, whatever it is, you know, and it's just, you know, it's really the coaches at Ohio state, you know, I'm sure in both sports understand or understood when I was there, how important, you know, each individual position and how important each individual person, whether, you know, walk on starter, specialist, whatever, you know, is to kind of the success of, of the program. I assume you probably are very close or were very close with a lot of the, uh, the specialists. Are there still any guys that you're constantly communicating with, maybe not specialists or specialists? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's specialist-wise for sure. I mean, you know, Cam, you know, uh, one of my best friends, which he's with the Eagles now, but that's a guy that, uh, you know, we were together there for a while. Cam yeah, really, all the specialists, too. Yeah, Cam Johnson. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, Blake, I'm still real close. I mean, a lot of the guys. Um, and same with Liam. You know, we probably talk every day or every other day, you know, whether it's sending a funny TikTok <laughs> or talking about, you know. He just sounded like such words. a dad there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Sending a little TikTok or, you know, whether it's, you know, workout advice and, and that, you know, he's kind of training at, at Grandview Pro Fitness, this gym where Cam and I trained for Pro Day um, and have been working out for a couple of years while I was still in Columbus. So he's kind of gone over there to do his training for Pro Day and for the draft. So we've been in pretty, you know, steady contact, uh-huh. uh, just kind of training together. So you still talk to uh, Coach Urban, Coach Meyer? Oh no, he's too busy. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, no, and I've, I I don't even know the last time that I've seen him. Uh, maybe at a game when I went last year, but you know, with him doing the whole broadcasting thing, he's been you know out and about doing all that. So no, I haven't seen him in a while. Herbs, do you have any untold Ohio State stories that we can hear about? Funny. Cool, sad, anything. Not sad. Not sad. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Some of these are inappropriate, I'm sure. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> I wish you would have told me that you were going to ask me this before. You didn't man. think we were going to ask you that? Come on now. What do you well, think we were going to be like, I'll what's you- your go-to mechanic when you're on the 33-yard line? <laughs> yeah, right, which I, I wouldn't have an answer to. I'm glad you didn't ask that. Because uh, you get up there and you yeah, just well, try and I'll boot it. Yeah, right. So one thing that's kind of a funny story is, you know, I guess just something that the specialist uh, did during camp a couple years ago. But we did this thing where we'd have uh, different days uh, where we play different kind of music in the locker room, you know, during camp when you're there all day and the rest of the team is, you know, in meetings and stuff. And we really don't have that much to meet about, you know, other than our individual kind of skill sets and watching film and me kicking, you know, but Drew doesn't, you know, want want to or need to watch me kick. So we kind of had a lot of, you know, extra free time. But I think maybe 2015 or 2014 or 2015, we'd go in the locker room and they had all these air mattresses for guys to nap. 
and we would just basically take up a whole row of the locker room and surround ourselves with these air mattresses and we'd call it club uncle uncle was like the special teams oh i know special teams i know assistants. uncle yeah yeah you, you know uncle right, right. <laughs> so we'd call we'd call it club uncle and we'd just have all the lights off in the locker room and the mattresses all around a row and just be blasting like disco music going to town <laughs> just jumping up and down <laughs> when the when the offense and defense were switching from meetings to uh, to workouts, and they'd all come through like, "What the heck's going on in here?" They just see us in the corner, like bouncing around. So, yeah, you know, coaches came through every once in a while and weren't too happy with it. But you know, we just kind of do stuff as a special as a specialist group too. You know, we got extra time, try to keep the the spirit up and the mood up of the rest of the team. So, I guess that's one of those stories that I'm allowed to tell. <laughs> so a lot of times. A lot of times in, you know, basketball or in football, if you're going against a defensive player, often maybe someone in your division or in your conference, you get you develop a right. little bit of a rivalry with a, with certain players. Right. Is there any player on any team that you've ever played against? You're like, oh, I hate that guy. I know it might be difficult with kickers, but I'd like to <laughs> hear your thoughts on something like that. You know, I guess it's weird because in kicking, you really there's really not like a man-to-man matchup or anything. You know, it's kind of all – solo and on you um but i think you know we've we've all kind of developed a bit of a hate for penn state just as much as we have for the team up north you know maybe not quite the same level but you know it's definitely up there and i think you know a couple years ago they had that kicker that just did the kickoffs the big guy and would run (laughs) yeah the massive guy would run down the field and people weren't expecting it and would just run people over and then after a while people realize what he's doing so they were trying to, you know, run, turn around and kill him. And he, uh, you know, started complaining on it and everything after that. But, man, that, I mean, that was probably just the most annoying thing. All of us were like, what is this guy doing? You know, we're going to trying to run people over. And, <laughs> yeah, we're going right? to separate the monster hits that he had from the fact that I think he had an eating disorder. That's not what we're laughing at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, we're not bringing that up. Um, so what's the best, what's the best part about being a kicker? <laughs> You As know, you can tell, we've I never talked I, to a kicker before. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I think the one thing I like about kicking is like the instant, and why I liked it more than punting growing up, is just there's kind of like the instant validation. You know, every, every time you go out on the field, you know, you're scoring, you know, if you if you do it correctly, you know. So it's like every, you know, and, and that doesn't happen in any other position. Every single time you get the chance to go on the field, you get to score. You know, which is kind of great. You know, you're not playing defense. You're not even setting up the score. You're literally, you know, it's like they're send, calling the timeout, sending you out there just to shoot a three every single time, which is great. Well, you know, man. I don't have to run. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> There's no running back on defense. There's nothing. Just a quick jog and take your three and move on, you know. So I think that's that's the coolest part probably is just you get to go out there and, you know, get a chance to try to score every time you go out. So, That's kind of how you felt, Joey, when you would go in at the end of games. Well, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little bit different. Though. Um, but I saw some Joey Lane games pulling up every time he caught it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we all had a job to do. That was mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but I, I think the only reasonable follow-up question to that is, what's the worst part about being a kicker? <laughs> oh, when you miss. I mean, it ain't even close. You know, that's it. Yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, the one thing – that I love about being, you know, a kicker is that, you know, when things go well, you know, 
they kind of, and you know, I guess it's both ways a little bit, you know, when things go well or they don't go well, it's kind of all on you. You know, if you go out there and hit a game winner or a big field goal, everyone's like, you know, you killed it. You did your job and kind of ignore, you know, that the, the long snapper and holder got the ball down there for you, you know, so you kind of get all the credit, but same thing when you miss, you know, even if there's, and not that there's many bad snaps and holds at Ohio state, but you know, just kickers in general, you go out there, you have a bad snap that throws off the timing or you have a bad hold and there's a miss. It's still all on you, you know, unless you're an, an expert and kind of know that the snap or the hold was, you know, what was messed up. It's like, wow, this kicker really sucks. You know, he's shanking kicks off. So I think that, you know, it kind of goes both ways. Um, but yeah. So I kind of have one last question for you. I, we already uh, we already discussed this, but I want to ask it the way I intended to ask it. Okay. Right, right. Okay. So, is it weird that you've never missed an extra point? <laughs> That's pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess it is crazy. You know, and I think I always say this, and I, you know, and I think when kicking PETs, you know, everyone really at any college level has the skill to make every single PAT. You know, if you're going out at the collegiate level, you know, kicking field goals, I mean, you, you know, you can make every single PAT. So I think it's just, you know, kind of attesting to how, uh, how good the line was, how good my snappers were over the years, how good my holders were over the years. So uh, To just kind of, yeah, right, put me in position every single time, you know. I mean, I never, except for one time, we, uh, I don't remember, I think Drew dropped a snap on, a PAT against Maryland in like 2017. Then he picked it up and like played quarterback. And I remember he was looking right at me to throw it to me. I'm like, no, 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 don't throw that thing at me. So yeah, he, he ended up throwing it to like Rashad Berry, who's massive, who ended up like stiff arming a guy and whatever. But yeah, so, you know, it's really just a testament to those guys kind of putting me in the position. I just had to go out there and swing straight, you know, and, but yeah, it's pretty cool to have that record. Okay, last question. What's actual last question? What's uh, okay. e- what's easier, a free throw or a PAT? PAT. For Man, you? I I would think a PAT. You know, I I think just the margin. I mean, I don't know. I'm you know, it it depends. I guess you know, a free throw is kind of all on you. A PAT still. There's some other variables. You know, you could you. Yeah, there's there are a lot more variables I guess that go into it. Obviously, the margin for error on a on a free throw is like you know a couple centimeters or an inch or whatever it is. On a PAT, you got a little room to work with. I think NFL PATs, I'd probably say that was harder because you're far enough back there. If you miss hit the ball, I mean, there's a solid chance you're going to miss. You know, which you see in the NFL quite often. But I think the college PAT, I mean, you're 20 yards away, right in front. You kind of got to kick it. Yeah, you got to kick it pretty sideways to miss, you know, from there. So, yeah, I'd probably say PT is easier. All right. I would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't shot free throws in a while, so, I, you know. <laughs> well, before we let you go, you know, this is part of the interview. Wait, Sean, did we... you know I kicked a 40-yard field goal in high school gym class? So, no way. A, Bullshit. I did. I did really? swear on my life. Swear on my life. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. And that I was the last you. field goal I've ever kicked, probably. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, sorry. Well, I was going to say, this is the part of the interview where if you have any questions for us, 
please feel free to ask. We wouldn't feel terrible if we didn't at least give you the opportunity. Yeah, well, I've been waiting for that. You know, <laughs> I was hoping that you guys brought that up. I saw awkward asking. Um, but, yeah, the main question is, who has been probably your favorite person to, besides me? You know, I don't, you don't want to, you know, that'd be boring, uh, the <laughs> obvious answer. But who, who's who's been, you know, your favorite person to interview or most entertaining person and why? Just because I kind of want to know. <laughs> um, I'll kick it off. And I and I want to know. I want to know which episode to listen to. You might be able to next. guess because he was your teammate. Well, no, that's if you have no idea. If you haven't well, listened to any of our episodes, you will never guess. But it. when we tell you, you're going to be like, "Oh, of course." Um. Okay. Wait, that's Andrews. when was he my team? Is he still on a team? You no. were a freshman, and he was a fifth year senior. Yeah. So. <laughs> and this guy fits the stereotype of someone who would be. Like a regular fifth-year senior also. Like, still going to the parties and, like, hanging out. You know? Don't you think? Cardale Jones. Uh, no, no so close. So close. <laughs> Very close. It's oh, his father. Can't... His father. Oh, geez. Oh, I know. Oh, Tyvis Powell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our That's, that's our guy. We call him our best friend. We call him, like, we've had him on, like, three times already <laughs> for, like, 15 Tyvis minutes. Tyvis is a, is. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember coming to the locker room. He's just super goofy. He's a great dude, though. Yeah, he's great. Uh, we let's If we want to recommend a couple episodes to you, I would listen to to Holtman, Mata, and Greg Oden because those were in yeah. person. They're all back-to-back, back-to-back-to-back weeks. They're they're pretty pretty darn funny, too. So, and Diebler, I'll do that. I'll do Diebler that. and Kraft we did together, and they were really funny because we were in the same room with them. I'm trying to think of what other football guys besides Tyvis. We had Josh Perry, Joshua Perry on. We had, Terry, we had Terry and Oh, Beanie. Terry's good. Yeah, Terry's good, too. But it's not as fun. Yeah, Terry's good. Terry's a good guy. But, yeah. yeah he's he, killing it, too. This he year. is killing Yeah, it. once oh he came God. on the show, I mean, he just was really good. Yeah. It's funny, that actually. Must be he, it. he did start going nuts after he came <laughs> on the show. But, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get a video from me taking, like, 75 yarders here in a couple days. Hey, no. I'm hey. going to send that right over you, to you. If you send, it to, you send it to me, I'll send it to Andrew. The highlight tape will get made. Seriously, you're All laughing, right, I'm gonna but remember it that. will. I'm gonna start sending I, you guys clips. I DM'd you from the Instagram account right when you followed, and Joey was like, "Dude, that's my friend." I, I just texted him. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to be nice." <laughs> Andrew loves to. Andrew oh, loves to. When did you DM me? People. I didn't even see that. So long ago. Oh, I was like, look hey, at man. you. I was oh, like, "Hey, cool. man. Thanks for the follow. Uh, Got to have you on soon." You were like, "Absolutely. Sounds good." I probably thought it was Joey. I'm like, yeah. why is he messaging me on this he account? Sent, he sent me, a, me. Yeah, Andrew sent me a screenshot of that, and I was like, dude, at least just just ask me before you DM Ohio State athletes that are my age that I probably know. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, that's geez. too funny. Oh man. All right, we'll let you go. You're you're a busy lawyer guy, so we'll let you go. Well, I'm trying to be. I'm trying. To, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, absolutely, man. This was, it was a blast. Em. You're you're now uh you're gonna be a recurring guest, so we'll <laughs> let you know when you're coming back on. Okay. Hey, for sure. I'll try to I'll try to do some cool stuff so I can have some better stories next time. Yeah, please. Thank you. Or I'll have some interesting stories lined up for you. Perfect. Yeah, maybe we'll give you the yeah. we'll give you uh, the layout of all the questions we're gonna ask you so you can be prepared. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> all right, all buddy. Right. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks. Talk right. to you. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. All right, we now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, <laughs> Ohio State punter, Drew Crispin. Drew, welcome to the freaking show, my man. How are we doing today? Dude, I am pumped. Thank you for inviting me. 
Of course. Awesome. You know, oh, it's I, actually, I actually said to Joey months ago when we started this, I said, when are we getting Drew Christman on? So this is a this is a dream guest for me. Yeah, no, I remember you guys trying to get me on. I think maybe it was even before the season this past year, and then it just never worked out. So glad we can uh, make it happen. Oh, yeah, no, it's just – it was always in the making. It's about dang time that we have Drew spelled D-R-U-E like no one else in the world on the podcast. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, I like to be unique. Thank you. All right, Drew, we're going to start with some serious stuff that's also not so serious. Will you tell the people about your bottle-flipping world record endeavor? Yes. Um, I did do a little something. When was this? This past weekend, I think I finally just caught back up to, uh, to my normal sleep cycle. Um, I stayed up for 24 hours straight and flipped a bottle um, to save the koalas out in Australia. Um, and doing so, I was successfully raising over $15,000 and counting, may I add. Um, people are still DMing me, which is kind of crazy. They just donated $50, $100 in, in my name to the cause. So that, that's wonderful to hear. And, um, yeah, I really didn't expect um, that much, to be honest. Um, it was just kind of like a word of the moment thing. And, and making, in the doing so, I also broke a world record for most bottle flips in 24 hours as well. So, Have you gotten your little, plaque you know, from that super, yet? Super one. I have not. Um, oh, my God. That's, I, I'm jealous of that. I officially, unofficially own two world records. Uh, one for most water bottle flips in a minute and one for most water bottle flips in 24 hours. The only problem is it costs like five or $6,000 to have one of the, uh, the, the world record Guinness people make it official. So, oh so that's fine. You just take a little money out of the fund, and you. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. You know, I might need to do another little little fundraiser on my own to raise that. Probably after college, I don't know how much uh, compliance would be on board with that one. Yeah, if we want to get into let, compliance, let this one go by. If we don't yeah. get into compliance. How did you get to flip a bottle and raise money, and I couldn't sell T-shirts and raise money? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a difference between being a football player and a basketball player at Ohio State, man. It's a football school. I got some. It's no I got one else's some, fault. I got some numbers questions <laughs> for you. Okay. All right. What's the money at right now? And how right. many bottles did you flip in 24 hours? So if I had to guess, the money's probably close to sixteen thousand um, dollars by now. Um, we haven't got the exact count because, like I said, the DMs are still coming. Um, and then the the Official, also unofficial count is just over $22,000. My dad was a trooper. He stayed up for about 21 hours of the attempt and had a little pitch counter and uh, sat there and clicked every time it landed upright. Um, That's what I was so going to ask. A little nap. Who's counting? Yeah, he took a little nap in there, and I saw him dozing off a couple of times while he was clicking. So, <laughs> you know, it, it might not be the exact, but honestly, if anybody wants to review the film and dispute it, uh, I'll be, <laughs> be my guest. I'll be, gladly, yeah, be my guest. Let me know, honestly, if you actually want to. Oh, that's that so again. funny. That that reminds me of I don't want. I hate to go on a tangent when we're when we're interviewing you, but um, one of my teammates was um, my freshman year. The two walk-ons were assigned to in-game uh, tasks. The first task was to um, hold up cards every time we got a stop, because in basketball, if you get three stops in a row, they call it a kill. And we wanted to get, like, okay. eight, eight kills a game. So I was the kill card guy. And I was holding up one, two, Ooh. and then a K when we got kills. As dumb as that was, it wasn't as dumb as my other buddy who had 
the job of counting how many high fives we had during the game. And you talk about a pitch counter. He had a pitch counter, and he, Jake Lorbach, he was counting how many high fives, butt slaps, back slaps, chest bumps, wow. any dabs so that we had. Everything and, wow. and what he did was, <laughs> this is the funniest part of the story, when he got it in pregame during warm-ups and stuff, like he, he was sitting out the whole year because he had a bunch of concussions and um, he knew he wasn't going to play basketball in the future, so he wanted to preserve his brain. Um, he uh, <laughs> he would get it, and in warm-ups, he would just start clicking it, and eventually it would get to like 1,600 before the game started, and he'd be like, all right, I don't have to click it the rest of the game now. <laughs> I got a feeling probably half of that was from you alone. Oh, yeah, no, we would sit on the bench and high-five each other while he clapped it. It was pretty funny, but that's... <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen you on the bench. I, I bet you made that your your goal of the game is to probably get over 2,000 butt slaps in. Hey, man, you know, yeah, maybe not butt slaps in particular, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, strictly butt slaps. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's talk some let's, football. Let's talk some football. Can yeah. I do the honors yeah, of the go, first go football ahead. question? Yeah, go ahead. All right. First football question. We'll start happy, then we'll get a little sad, and then we'll trend back up to happy. <laughs> All right. What's, Roll, roller coaster emotions. Here we go. What's going through? Th- take us through the play call is for you to throw a freaking pass in the Big oh. Ten Championship. All right. Take us from when the play is called until you're back on the sidelines after the pass is completed. Let's hear it. Yes, this is uh, hands down probably my proudest 30 seconds of my life and probably the most athletic 30 seconds of my life. Um, Believe it or not, I was a quarterback in high school back in my prime. And I've always, uh, we've always had a fake hunt pass in uh, while Coach Meyer was the coach. And we just never called it. Um, We usually put a new one in each week, depending on the team and, you know, most of the time we jump up on teams so quickly. It's like, you know, why run a run a fake at this point? Um, we're already beating them by 30 points. So, you know, that's kind of the position as a punter at Ohio State. You don't get to play much uh, until it is like a, a close game. But, you know, this this game was different. You know, we went down, what was it, two, three touchdowns? And thank you for looking a little looking a little shady. I think the ball was like on the, our own 26-yard line. And um, yeah, we get the uh, we get the go from Coach Day. I think he was the announcers online. I, I heard it afterwards, like the probably the biggest play call of his uh, coaching career up to this point. And uh, looking back on it, yeah, that that game probably would have turned out a little a little differently if that was not successful. Um, but we had it. We actually had a uh, our fake punt to a different guy. All the way up, leading up to this game, and this game in particular, we changed it to Luke Farrell, which was the guy who caught it. And uh, so that week, we're like, oh, yeah, we're probably not going to run it. You know, <laughs> Big Ten Championship, we just put in this new fake punt. Um, so we were just joking around, even that night in the hotel, like, all right, get ready for this call, because it never happened. But we always practiced it probably two, three times that week. And then, so yeah, we're, what is it, second half, we're down 14, 26-yard line, and um here we go coach gives us the green light and uh yeah at that point i honestly was just more excited than anything people are like oh are you nervous you know throw it in the ball and like i have been practicing this for four years okay <laughs> so i had been crying for this moment um it wasn't just a, that weak type of thing so um yeah like liam liam gave me a great snap rolling out and uh now I have the highest completion pass 
in a passer rating in the history of Ohio State football. So, wow. Did you black three out? Guinness, I, I three Guinness that. World Records. Did you black out? I, I, I honestly don't remember afterwards. Like, I forget what I did. I should have done a Pat McAfee celebration. That was a missed opportunity. I'm in Indianapolis. Pat McAfee's my guy. Uh, missed opportunity there, but, uh, you know, I'm just glad we got the first down and uh, a Buckeye victory. So, yeah, it was. It, it's awesome to look back on it now. As a punter, are you happy when you don't have to punt in a game? That's a that's a media question. I don't I don't know if I like the way I phrased that. We're not media, but like, no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's dumb, but saying. it's you know I said the pitter in me. I like to win, okay, and we do a lot of that here at Ohio State. Um, you know, this past season I kind of called it the sideline net season because. We get down. We get the third down. It'd be like third and long, like third and thirteen. I'm like, all right, you know, the the statistical percentage of us punting here is probably like 70, 80 percent. All right, so I get my two warm up kicks in the net. I stand on the sideline with the punt team. We're about to run out, and then J.K. Dobbins or Justin Fields or K.J. Hill makes some spectacular play, and I'm right back to the sign the uh, the net on the sideline, and you know, get my leg loose again. To, maybe punt one time that game. Um, so, you know, I like winning, but then again, it is it is fun to contribute um, to the team as well, other than just holding extra points. I, that is, that's nice um, to be able to do both of those, so at least I get on the field somewhat. Um, get your name in the paper. But, yeah, get the name in the paper a little bit, you know, get some good pictures with Blake. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I like the punt, but I like winning more, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's good. It makes sense, I would say, yeah. I assume I assume that you do not like losing, based off the way that you were talking about winning. <laughs> so, how how long does it take, how long does it take for you, and we'll, we'll go with off-season, how long does it take for you when there's a season-ending loss, how long are you sad, and then how quickly does it, turn back into all right let's get in the gym let's get ready for next year yeah no that was uh this past year was probably the hardest loss of maybe my athletic career um because this i mean this was the most fun i think anybody in that locker room was having uh throughout their entire time playing football and we just we really thought it wasn't going to end um you know we really didn't see ourselves being satisfied unless we were holding up a national championship trophy and we 100 percent could have so it's a, it was different than the the zero to thirty one loss. Um, that was my redshirt year. I wasn't playing. I didn't have that much invested in it. Um, and plus, we got blown out. So it's like, man, you got to like look at the film and see what happened. Here, we could have won it. We should have won it. Yeah. And that's 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 a much harder blow to take. Um, and Coach makes he still got this final score in the weight room. Uh, keep it as motivation, but. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some guys were just, you know, just pissed off. And I mean, some guys, that was it. Um, the seniors and everything. Yeah, that's just a rough way to end your season. And I'm fortunate to have one more year, so to kind of get that bad taste out of my mouth. Um, but some guys, that's it. So it was a great run, a great season. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, this one, this one's still gonna sit with us. Um, probably right up until we're holding the trophy this year. I guess it would be next January. So um, I hope I think that's the only way to get that taste out of our mouth. So yeah, I mean, I would say so. I think Sean, we we already interviewed Sean, um, obviously, and you know that. And he said um, 
we talked about how he has um a, a hundred rings from his fifteen years at Ohio State, and um and he said, you know, like it got to a point where you know you they won the fi- you guys won the Fiesta Bowl and you guys didn't get rings for that because you're expected to win um a national championship every year, which I think is the coolest thing we've talked about on this podcast about Ohio State athletics is your it is the expectations are so high and that is what's you know the the silver lining when you lose in the college football playoff uh, every other team in the country would die to be in that position so like you're kind of saying the only way to get that taste out of your mouth is to go back and do it again with a with a different result yeah no i mean we are spoiled we do win a lot around here but back to back to back big big 10 champs and we were still you know disappointed so that just kind of shows you where the program passed which i think is a great thing to be um you know, nothing wrong with striving to be the best. So, yeah, I'm just happy to be a buck and be a part of it, even my little piece that I am. So, Yeah, no, you're right. And you're so much of a little piece that you had to uh, announce on Twitter that you were coming back. How long did that decision take for you to, to say, you know what, let's give it another year? Yeah, no, I kind of decided halfway through the year. <laughs> um, it was just, I just, at that point, I, I kind of was just wanting to post that picture. I thought it was a sweet <laughs> Um, I love, love that. It. Oh, um, man. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of already know. Uh, I already told the coaching staff and everything. So what is the surprise of them? Uh, but yeah, some people were asking me if I'd come back, and it's pretty cool to be in that position um, as a specialist because uh, most of the time, specialist is just a four-year gig, and because you just don't you really get that much film, um, you don't play as much as a receiver, or a quarterback. You can't be a one and done. Um, punter or a kicker so it, it's cool to be in that position to uh, have the ability to leave early if I really wanted to but it's definitely better for my career to finish out how to stay strong yeah I think I, I felt the ring, I think so. I felt the same way as you you know yeah I could have left after three but why not stay get my degree and, and try and uh <laughs> try it. why not <laughs> I can't even finish saying that without laughing Oh man! The smart career decision in your part too. Yeah, really. I mean, and and unfortunately, it didn't work out after my, uh, you know, my fourth and final year. But I have a feeling that it'll be a little bit different for you. Is there a is there a pro day for basketball? I'm curious. Like, did you get to do like a little shoot around <laughs> expedition? No. No. I, am I talking? Crazy? No, no. There's um there's a couple schools around the country that'll have those, and they'll have them at the before the season starts. Um, like Kentucky and and Memphis had it this year, I think. Um, maybe even like Duke, oh Missouri, I guess. Andrew went to Missouri, and I guess they well, had a pro had day for no pros, for so that's Porter, good. We had it. Oh, okay, but yeah, I the it's a little bit different because like the combine or uh, I should like like Ohio State has a pro day, um, but like I don't know if it's the same for football, but agencies have pro days, um, in basketball, so like uh, CAA will have their pro day where they have, you know, 18 of the best guys in the draft all um, working out together, going through it with a, like, a respected NBA trainer and stuff. So it's a little bit different than football. But at the end of the day, the the film is way more important than um, running a 40-yard dash, I think. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, that's true in football too. But it is kind of nice for, the, like, some walk-ons who have never even touched the field. They get to run out there and they're tight and run a 40 in front of NFL <laughs> scouts and – um, get some cool pictures. So I just didn't know if there was something similar to that yeah. for the Joey Smokes of the world. So I wish, I wish. It's funny that you keep you keep talking about the cool pictures. That is 
uh, giving you guys some insight into what college athletes think like 60% of the time when we're playing. It's like, 100%. Where's, where's the camera? I got to get this picture to post on Instagram. <laughs> My guy, Burn Birmingham, he, he knows. The, oh, the yeah. Hey, pack. that's Letterman Row, baby. That's our guy. Sunday that's our morning. guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh-huh. no, he's great. I wish he would work with football. Um, he does a great job. That whole Letterman Row uh, whole crew. And, yeah, they hook the guys up with some. Because it's like there's a million cameras on the field. And then after the game, I can't find a picture of myself to save my life. <laughs> um, I have to Google myself to find pictures sometimes. I'm like, can nobody uh, send me a picture of myself? I know I was out there. I know somebody had to take a picture, but and it was and uh, think about it for you. You're playing every single game. You're out there a handful of times each game. For me, I'm only out there one out of every you know eight games. I better get a couple pictures from that. <laughs> it's got to last me the rest of the year, possibly. You know. <laughs> well, you get your TV time. Yeah, I see it span over to the bench. After a big shot. That's and, uh, true. You can camera, only post so many bench pictures. was able to find Joey with a towel. So. I just yeah. need to make sure that when my kids look at my Instagram, they realize, oh, dad dad actually did play. He didn't just sit on the bench. <laughs> just on the bench. There you go. You got to throw a couple up there. Exactly. Oh, man. All right, Drew, I got a question. <laughs> it's, a two-part, it's a two-part question, okay? All right. All right. Which one of the Buckeyes heading to the draft is going to be the best in the NFL? And which one of them okay. can we call and add to this episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. That is a good question. Best in the NFL, man. Honestly, you, you can um, count Joe Burrow too. I know. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I'm being overruled. My question, no my rules. <laughs> so no, Joe Burrow. I can't. I can't say Joe Burrow. Correct. Okay, well, I hope it's Joe Burrow because he's going to be a bingo and I'm a bingo. But uh, excluding Joe, um, you know, there's a lot of hype around Chase, and I think he's I think he's going to have a great NFL career. But the guy who I think is going to succeed the most in their career, Jeff Okuda, uh-huh. 100% hands down. I think personally, looking back at this year, the most impactful person on our defense was Jeff Okuda. I don't, I mean, Chase gets the name, he had the sacks, but I mean, the per, I mean, they were literally just not going to Jeff. I mean, I, I don't know his, how he's ended on the stats this year, but I mean, it was, it was freaky. It, me, was, it was fun to watch. I mean, let me ask you, nobody was able to get by that guy. Let me ask you, are you only saying Jeff Okuda because without him, some of your, uh, he was a gunner, wasn't he? Shit, this would be a bad question. He was my gunner, too. Okay. So there is that little bit of okay, bond. There, okay, there oh. <laughs> Who The gunners there's, were there's him and Olave, right? The little bias. Um, yeah, Olave was definitely my main guy this year. Jeff was uh, – he, he, did, he did a lot of it last year. Um, I think he just did some pooch punts this year. Not as much this year, but he was phenomenal um, as a gunner last year. Uh, not as good as Harry. Not as good as Terry. Terry will always be your number one. Terry, Terry's um, a guest but, of the uh, Terry, Terry's a former guest of the podcast. So Terry is a former guest. That's right. And then he bought out right afterwards. So you know, I'm hoping the uh, the drive lane, you know, benefits me as oh, well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. No, we. I'm glad you're familiar with the drive the lane bump. It is. Uh, it's very real. Um, I'll just give you quickly um, some examples. Terry was <laughs> incre- was incredible after he called us. Um, my buddy Jalen, who who plays on the Mavericks. 
um, was named to the Team USA Select team right after he interviewed with us. Um, Josh Perry, Joshua Perry, um, got the uh, the 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 game against Northwestern got shifted to uh, to BTN, so he did the halftime show for that right after um, he interviewed with us. Tyvis um, Powell uh, got picked Ty- up by Tyvis the Broncos. Got picked up by the Broncos after he interviewed with us. Duncan Robinson, wow. Duncan Robinson player went four, four for four, four from three to start the, the game <laughs> after he interviewed with us the next day. Um, yeah, wow. so you might want to go did, and uh, you might want to go play the lottery or something. But actually, the key <laughs> with all of them is that they called a future NFL draft pick, <laughs> and that's kind of what unlocks. Oh, the don't drive listen the to him. Bump. Don't listen to him. <laughs> it's really just if you. It's really just if you give us a percentage of your NFL contract in the future. That's what it is. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, yeah, no biggie, no biggie. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's easy. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm that's just. That's the least I can do. That's, we're getting too much, like, do you ever listen to Part of My Take, Drew? Any of the Barstool podcasts? A couple, occasionally. Yeah, that's very Part of My Takey of us to say, oh, yeah, you, you we, now you're, we're your best friends. you got to give us part of your contract. That's what they say all the time. Really? Which is hilarious, <laughs> and then when you're saying it, it's not that funny. So, we're sorry for I that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> no, it's okay. All right, Drew, before before we kind of let you go, we definitely want to inquire about any untold, funny Ohio State stories that you can share with us. Maybe something that will be on uh, Get Up tomorrow morning because it's so <laughs> headline worthy. Oh, man, funny. Uh, man, I wish, you, I wish you knew just some of the specialist uh, personalities. Um I, I feel like honestly the specialists are like the uh, the group of like the high school teenage girls and in high school just the little drama club. There's always something going on with us, um, mainly because we stick so much. We 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 have to stick around each other so much because we're not position meetings or anything. Um, so we're basically just hanging out together all day during practice, during camp, and everything. Um, so some of those guys are just hilarious. Like, probably wouldn't get anything from that <laughs> that's um, what, sean said the same thing he gave us a special story that's good he gave us uh i'll maybe this will uh uh jog your memory yeah jog your memory thank you that's what's yeah uh he talked about uh club uncle during uh training camp oh uncle oh dang you could you could do a whole pod you gotta call uncle that would be uh it's funny that would be a podcast right there were you ever with sean sean used to give me um he used to give me snacks every morning because I took the coaching football class. I think you knew that, and I, and Unc was our te- he was our teacher. <laughs> and, oh and, yeah, yes, yes. So, yeah, so, did. so every I went. I think we went and watched one yeah. of the, uh, the classes he was teaching. Yeah, so every morning at it started at like seven thirty, and obviously you're not gonna want to be late to that class. So we, so me and my roommate who who also took it. Um, we would get there at like seven, seven fifteen, and Sean would always have like a pack of goldfish, an apple, a water bottle, and like all this <laughs> stuff for me. And he would say, "Say hi to Uncle" every time. Classic, classic Sean. What a guy. What a guy. He was jiffing you. I know there was better food than that there. Jeez. Uh, no, no, he gave me some good stuff. I think I had a couple Slim Jims one time. Um, it would have oh, been, okay. been funny you if he like. It, it would have been funny if he brought me like a bowl of ice cream or something one time. That would have been funny. <laughs> Uh, he needs to stay away from that. That would have been dangerous <laughs> for him. Out here. He, oh, I, don't, oh, I, I don't know if we're going to end up um, playing Sean's interview or your interview first in this episode. Um, so if he, if we, if you haven't listened to Sean, keep listening to it. But he said one of his rivals was the was the fat kicker from Penn State. 
And I didn't want to say anything, but I know that you guys always made fun of him for being very husky and being one of the strongest kickers in college football. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> um, he, he, at the end of his career, I mean, he looked good. I mean, look at him now. He, he's kind of jacked up oh, he's now. A beast. But yeah, he came in. He came in probably rivaling with, uh, I forget his name, Joey Julius or something. Yeah. Um, that kicker from Penn State. And uh, I don't know how it is around most of the countries, but fat does not last long at Ohio State. No. Um, even at the kicker position. So that first year, uh, Sean's first year was absolute hell. I mean, they were running him like crazy. And yeah, by the end of his career, after his nine years in college, um, <laughs> oh, 15. He said 15. I'll, I'll stick with 15. Yeah, stick with 15. Um, yeah, he was he was pretty jacked up. So That's awesome. Yeah, no, he's, yeah he's a bodybuilder. He great. That's clear. Yeah, he, he was a bodybuilder. Okay, yeah. well, if you don't have any uh, any fun stories for us, even though I told you before that we were going to ask you for that, that's okay, though. I've got, a, I've got an embarrassing story. Yeah, this perfect. This is where my mind went. Perfect, perfect. And Hit us with it. it. It's great because um, it involved JT Barrett. And Heard of him. The few conversations I had with him, this was one of them. <laughs> and it, it was actually it was my freshman year. It was the first year I was going to start. So it wasn't my redshirt year. It was my first year starting. And it was in the offseason. We had we had this team run. And that week, I'd gotten really sick to the point where I was hospitalized. Okay? I was I was literally I, – I remember that. Up, it didn't, yeah. It was crazy. My, my roommate had to call the ambulance at, like, 6 in the morning. We had, like, a, a lift that morning. I, I, I legit, like, was on the ground, like, puking and – like seizuring, it was it was it was oh. insane. I didn't know what was going on. So the ambulance came and picked me up. I'm in the hospital the remainder of that day. It was either the following day or the day after. I'm out. I'm still sick, but we have a team run, and our team runs are no joke. I mean, that? it is half gasters. It is 53s down and back. Um, it was one of those brutal team runs. Probably one of the hardest team runs. Um, I can remember, but you know, I was sick of the time, so I probably made it ten times worse. And it, it got to the point where I could not move my leg. I was I felt like I was in quicksand, had center blocks on my feet, my body was shutting down, and I mean Coach Mick gave me no slack. And he knew I was sick and everything and um but I was I was like one of the dead last guys and I yeah, and I, that's just not me. Like I love the weight room, I love working out, so and, you know, he knew something was up. But the rest of the guys, they didn't really know, and they knew, they just knew I was some pressure, and I was supposed to be starting this year replacing Cameron, who was an <laughs> Ohio State legend. So they're like, "What is this? What is our punter doing?" And JT comes over next to me, and he's he's trying to run with me, you know, as like a leader, like motivate me. But I couldn't do it. And every time I got to like the end of the sideline, I'm like collapsing, and he is just going off on me, and I'm like, "This is JT Barrett." <laughs> And like, I mean, this is going into his final year. Him, he's an Ohio State legend, Ohio State great, and all that. And I'm like, I, I'm dying. I, it is probably the most embarrassing, hardest workouts I've ever been through. And just the fact that I had JT in my ear just ripping me the whole time. Um, I will never forget that workout. But after that, I was like, if I can get through this sick flu, that was that was my flu game right there. Getting through that workout. And I knew I, I knew I could do anything after that, but uh, definitely didn't gain any respect from the older guys after that. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that you never talked to JT Barrett ever again after that. No, yeah, no, that was probably <laughs> our last conversation. Uh, 
so that that's a nice lasting image of me in, in his memory, so that's great. It is really funny how similar um, the life of a walk-on and the life of a specialist is just because all the stories that you say bring up stories, memories about me, just obviously specialists and walk-ons both you know, sometimes don't get enough love for what they do, and they're both kind of nerdy typically also, which is – you know, we're the GPA. Yeah, exactly. We're a GPA booster. That's part of the job. Um, but yeah, when you tell me a story like that, where you're throwing up and trying to get through a workout, um, the the coach Motto, who was on the podcast, he told the exact same story basically about me. Um, but it wasn't um a conditioning workout. It was just a a day of practice where we hadn't done very well. Um, it was okay. actually foreshadowing the rest of the season. But um, he. <laughs> He said, "All right." He said, "All right." He looked at the coaches. He's like, "I'm just gonna run these guys until one of them throws up, and then we'll and then we'll call practice." And of course, we run what what it's called 22s down and back twice in 22 seconds. And I ran four of them and ran over the trash can and threw up. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. And and I and I was getting back on the line, ready to go again. And <laughs> one of the assistant coaches, uh, Jake Diebler, who was actually the video coordinator at that time, comes up to me. He goes, "Joe, you get you got to go downstairs." I was like, "What?" I was like, okay, but I'm a freshman, and I'm just going to do what I'm told. So I went downstairs in the yeah. locker room while these other guys kept running. <laughs> and Coach uh, Mata told me the story. He goes, he goes, Joey, I love you. You're working really hard. But when I say I want you guys to run until you throw up, I don't want you to be the one throwing up. <laughs> it's not your punishment. <laughs> You're doing everything right. It's these other guys. Oh, anyway, it's just it's just too funny how similar um, specialists and walk-ons are. I, I, I me, We have a – we have a group chat, you, you, me, Liam, Sean. Um, I don't know who else is in it, but I know it's, it's us four for sure. And on media day, yeah. they asked me some football-related questions, and I brought up the specialists and how close of friends we are. And they were like, you guys have a group chat? Like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, yeah, we're just all students, <laughs> and we're all athletes. We're just, just your regular job, man. Yeah, exactly. All right, I got one more question cool. for you, Drew. Uh, what was a more nerve-wracking on-the-field moment, throwing the pass against Wisconsin or proposing in the spring game? Ooh. Um, whew. No, proposing. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you don't get that first down, you know. The sun will come up in the morning, but you you get rejected in front of 100,000 people, national TV. You, you might you might be entering the transfer portal at that point. <laughs> <laughs> literally. You're literally answering – you're really, literally entering one of the transfer portals. But not the Yeah, yeah. I, I, I might not be a Buckeye if uh, she said no after that. That would have been – that would have been hard to come back from. Um, yeah, no, she's uh, – this spring game will be a little less nerve-wracking, I got a feeling. Yeah, so, if only we had I'm any idea what those it. nerves felt like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just that's – just, I was more nervous for that than actually punting that day 100%. So – um, I'm glad it worked out. And, uh, yeah, us, we're getting married us too. Us too. Um, so I'm doing some Twitter stalking right now. Was it awkward in the locker room when your girlfriend voted for Justin Fields, not Chase Young for the Heisman? <laughs> oh, are you talking about? Uh, oh, on Twitter. Yeah. Well, oh my both, God. I don't think they were both at, up at the moment. I think it was Justin. I remember that because I had tweeted it. Good answer. And then she just. She just looks at my Twitter, so if anybody's at fault there, look at you. Good answer, Chase Young was not an option. Good answer. You just passed. That was the first test. We'll give you another test when you come on next time. Um, 
There but, you go. But if you pass three tests, it's funny. Then you have to pay us part of your NFL contract. So. <laughs> oh, you know that joke gets better every time. Every time you say it. Oh you know? Jesus. Okay. All right. Before we finish, we told you we would give you the floor. Are there any questions that you have for us that have been burning? Bur- any burning questions for us? Burning questions for you guys. Um, I mean, I already asked you before. Um, you know, when's this, when's this taking off and you're moving out to California and you don't remember any of our names anymore. I mean, what, when is that, is that the, is that the end goal of the podcast? I mean, sure. I I think the end goal of this podcast is to have a lot of fun and make a little bit of money. But if we could move out to California and do this full time, I think we would both do that in a heartbeat. Even though we don't really like each other. We're already doing something that you can't do, which is make money. Make money. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've learned that the hard way. (laughs) I've got. I've got the YouTube. I've got the the water bottle brands hitting me up. I've uh, compliance and I know each other very well. We'll say that. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, some things will be a lot easier uh, when the eligibility is up. But, yeah, uh, I think we'll cut we that are, out. We'll cut that out. We're, <laughs> we're two of the. Uh, I will say that we are two of the people that, when we came into Ohio State, compliance thought eh, we don't definitely don't need to worry about them, and then boom. <laughs> no, and then boom. I literally hear me. Uh, Justin was actually talking about you when I was bringing up something. He was talking about just how well you marketed yourself uh, while you were here in college. So who, was, who was talking about that? Off to you. Uh, Justin Kumi. Oh, yeah. He's the man. Uh, That's my guy. Yeah, he, he is the man. He has never told me no for anything, so shout out to him. But, uh, yeah, no, he uh, he had all high praise for you and how, how you dealt with, uh, you know, your platform here at Ohio State and really made the most of it. So, I mean, look at you now. That's, I mean, you got a podcast. Yeah, there we go. I did all that all that for a podcast. Boom. We're all good. All, all square. All that for a podcast. Four or five years for uh, drive the yeah, lane. I yeah, like four it. years. And I, it's just so unbelievable, and we're going to let you go. But I have to say that, <laughs> I have to say that, like, and you know all this stuff, but when I wanted to sell T-shirts and donate all the proceeds to charity, just like another walk-on had done in years past, like, all the way at the top, Everyone in Ohio State was for it. Like Gene Smith wanted to have a special game where all where like part of the like we'd sell T-shirts on the outside. Like it would be a huge deal. And then NCAA was like, mm, nah. <laughs> wow. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I have that shirt. It's in my closet. You, you have one of the OG I, I shirts. I I do have one of the OG shirts. I never ended up giving the rest of them to uh, the specialists. Uh, yeah, I know that because I remember like the days after. <laughs> Liam texting me like, "Hey, like, can I come over and get a shirt?" And I'm like, "Dude, I gave seven to Drew. If he, can, will you please give those out to those poor guys?" I, I only have two now. I don't know what happened. You only okay. have two? There, well, Sean has one for somebody's sure. Somebody's wearing them. Some some homeless some, guys wearing them. Somebody's wearing them. I'm sorry. Okay. You gotta wear a drive the lane to the spring game this year. Drive the lane shirt to the Ooh. spring game. All right, all right. Wait, when do you guys when do you guys wear the shirt with the face on it? It's just oh, Liam that wears the shirt with the fit. You, you have – he can't wear our shirt. He has his own shirt. I got – this is the ending. This is the final full love story ending this yeah. year. I love my warm, Mormon wife. My Mormon wife. Well, yeah. That, do you know – Andrew, do you know the story? Hopefully not Mormon kid. That won't be good. <laughs> yeah. But he, for Andrew, I don't think you know. He wore what, – what did you – you, you, you tell a story. So, yeah, my redshirt year, I didn't plan this at all. Obviously, this is kind of graduated. Um, my redshirt year, I just wore a plain white tee walking in. I didn't know there was a big deal about the T-shirt. And 
Liam already had his thing going with uh, his face reappearing and walking into camp every year, which was awesome. It was great. And then uh, and all the specialists kind of do something. You know, we're the quirky ones of the football team, so we always try to be funny in some way. And uh, the next year, still had no plan, um, but so I saw a guy out one time. He was he was wearing a I Love Mormon Girl t-shirt. And I was like, I'm LDS and Mormon. People don't know what LDS means. Um, I was like, I need that shirt. And I literally traded him. We traded shirts off. Um, off our back. I had some, I don't even know. I, I thought I had some designer shirt or something. I thought I was cool back in the day <laughs> from Marshalls or something, probably like 10 bucks off the line. Um, and uh, so we literally switched shirts off our back uh, while, while I was just like on the street. And uh, so I ended up wearing that shirt to uh, to camp that, that year. And then, uh, then I started dating Avery, and it was I Love My Mormon Girlfriend. And then we got engaged, and then the next year was I Love My Mormon Fiance, and we get married in May, and camp is in August, I believe August. So, you know, people, if you can kind of follow that train, you might know what's uh, coming next. Um, so, and people well, say love is dead. People say love is dead. I yeah, mean, people, come on. Yeah, Are yeah they dumb? That's, that's romance at its best right yeah. there. Yeah, that's very sweet. That's a sweet way to end the episode, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, full circle, full emotional circle podcast. I mean, well, if you guys get into like a fight or something and you want to make her mad, wear the Drive the Land shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be in Columbus this weekend. This is releasing after I will be in Columbus, but, um, I'll, I think we may or may not have an extra one. If we don't have an extra one, I'll send you one. Okay. So you will be able to to represent it, but not promote it. You're not promoting it. We're just friends, and so you just promote it. Just we're just, we're just friends. Just friends. Yes, 100. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much. This was a blast, and this is definitely not your last time on. No. Yes, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Right, thanks, buddy. man. Have a good one. See you soon. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye. Okay. We hope you enjoyed those interviews. Thank you so much for listening to the specialist episode. We'll be back next week, and we're going to recap a ton of Ohio State basketball because between now and the next time we record, Ohio State will play home versus Indiana, at Michigan, and at Wisconsin. That's going to be a good episode. We're going to talk hoops, which is our specialty. Make sure to head over to highstreettees.com slash DTL and get our shirts. Promo code DTL15 for 15% off. Buckle up. Drive the lane.